Welcome to the WanderLearn podcast. I'm your host, Francis Tapon, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. In this episode, I'll be interviewing two people from the Sheraton Cairo, their ladies who are called Dina Naim and Pauline George. I tackle a bunch of questions with them. A lot of people are afraid to come to Egypt, and yet uh, when was the last attack that they ever remember in Cairo? I asked them that question. And what's the hardest thing about running a hotel? It's not as easy as you think. And what about the prices of things in Egypt? Uh, are they cheap? Are they expensive? And one of the things we tackle about is also the casino. They have a casino in the Sheraton Hotel, and yet gambling is illegal in most Muslim countries such as Egypt. How do they get away with it? What's the story behind that? Can an Egyptian go in there and gamble? It's a fascinating discussion. And what about the cost of running a hotel? I've always wondered, why can't they just give away rooms at really, really cheap prices if at the end of the day, if you show up at 10 o'clock or at midnight or whatever, why can't they just discount it drastically since the room is going to go empty otherwise? It's one of those questions I've always wanted to know the answer, and well, they answer that today. So tune in, listen, and enjoy it. We're coming in from the Sheraton in Cairo, Egypt. And go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Dina Naim. I'm the Air Director of Communication. And uh, I'm Pauline George. I'm PR Coordinator. Okay, great. And now, this Sheraton is brand new, basically. It started many years ago, but it was renovated for, what, five years? Yes. Five years? Five years. And so it started what year, like a long time we ago? We opened 1970. And that was a five-star hotel? Yes, and mm. it was the first Sheraton in Africa and the first, five, the second five-star hotel in Cairo. Okay, and why is this, I mean, I've been to several Sheratons in America and, and they're very nice hotels, but this definitely is a cut above that. Why? Well, I think it's big, the prime location on the banks of the Nile. This is a unique location. And the fact that it has two towers and the restaurant varieties and all the services that we offer beside the contemporary look with the new look now. It used to be every time good and and great and offering great services, but we needed to, to renovate because, you know, after 10, 15 years, everything looks like a bit... Tired. Outdated, yeah. yeah. But uh, we have outstanding services, we have outstanding stuff. We have a great location and we have a great product. What are you guys most proud of here? Uh, I think uh, I think everything is you know, for me is, is, is stunning because I have a lot of memories here as a kid from the old Sheraton. And then I'm so proud that we have this uh, building, an old building that's now totally new, uh, totally fresh, that uh, Old, not, like an old generation can relate to it and also the new generation are interested in as it's uh, new but still have a bit of history in Cairo. I'm actually proud of the food and beverage. The food and the beverages, yes. yeah, it is quite good. I, I think we have the best is Italian. Breakfast, is breakfast always included or depends on the... No, it okay. depends on your rate. Okay, but usually, that. yeah, usually they, they book it with breakfast. But okay. The breakfast is spectacular. The, the, the food is amazing. Mm. The food is, is actually, it's different. It's creative. And we have the best chefs in sushi and in Italian and Orient. So this makes, you cannot, you can only find one or two cuisine that is very good in one of the hotels. Mm. But here, we are very proud of our food and beverage selection. There's another hotel across the river 
called yeah. the Four Seasons. You're yes. a big competitor out there. Uh, why would somebody pick you guys over? Uh, the, why would they pick the Sheraton over the Four Seasons? Or why would you recommend somebody? Of course, we have the same location. And definitely, we can never talk about the services there. So we have the same service. But maybe, maybe it's the varieties that we offer. We are a bigger hotel, by the way. One of the unique features that I found here that I don't think many hotels in Cairo or Egypt or even North Africa have is the, a casino. I didn't expect that because I know that officially in Islam they uh, are against casinos, any kind of gambling. Yes, and because Egyptians are not allowed to enter the casino. They're not even, so, no. yeah. I was interested because it was, when I came into the casino, uh, they asked me for my passports immediately, even for my wife. Yes. Um, and only foreigners are allowed inside. Only foreigners are allowed. So that's one restriction. Yeah. So. If you're an Egyptian listening to this, stay home. No. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, we just opened two days ago. Okay, yes. And so it's a brand new casino. Um, there's probably not that many in Cairo, frankly. And no, I right. think like so. One reason four or I think five. one or reason to go to stay within the Sheraton is if it's you the casino, definitely. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of the unique experiences that you can have, and you can. It's open 24 hours, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So. So you can, if you have that 2 a.m. itch that you got to go out there and win millions, this is this is your chance. Um, so tell me a little bit about the casino because that is an interesting thing. Well, it is one of the largest and it is one of the oldest as well because it is dated back to 1970, and um, it has old style, classic style, and we kept it even with the renovations. We did some bits and pieces, but we kept the style as it is, old as it is, because people used to love it like this. So we just renovated it, and now it is run by a professional casino uh, director, a Lebanese one. Mm -hmm. And we're happy to open uh, two days ago. Mm. But as I told you, we are not allowed to promote it in Egypt. Right, I understand. Uh, but luckily, this, most people listening to this will and not... And it's huge. Be, will be uh, Americans and Europeans yeah. who will be listening to this. It's a big one, but let's... I mean, just to put it in perspective, I mean, I don't know how many slot machines or, or uh, things... It's, it's. I don't know how many slot machines there are there. No, I a don't dozen? know, but it's a huge. It's a lot yeah. of collection. Yeah. And, and, and you can definitely have a variety there. Yeah. There's there's card tables and there's uh, roulette wheels. Roulette, everything. Yeah. Yeah, so it's um, um, it's definitely a a unique feature. A lot of people are afraid of coming to Egypt nowadays, which is sad because it has so much to offer. Um, and I've been all over Egypt. I was in Luxor, went to Aswan, went to the Sinai, and I didn't. I felt very safe everywhere. Uh, has there been attacks that you remember in Cairo? I mean, well, actually, nothing that I remember recently. Not not. Uh, in Not in the past three, four years. Okay, right. Since so, since the revolution, it's no. been, and even before the revolution under the Mubarak. No, regime. before the revolution, there was nothing at all. Right. But there was a period uh, during the revolution. Things were not as stable as now, definitely, but, you know, things happen everywhere. Right. Well, but but uh, our hotels are very secured, and we care about security very much. This is one of our major concerns. And we have the five stars standard of security, which is you cannot just do your own thing. So, so for example, there's dog sniffing, dog there sniffers. There is dog sniffing, there is bomb um, uh, security passes and everything. Mm -hmm. you, your car is being sniffed by a dog first, mm -hmm. and then there is a security uh, fence mm -hmm. until they clear, they clear you and they check your bag and they check your uh, car truck. Mm -hmm. And then you go inside, 
you want to park, they do again security. And then when you go inside the hotel, there is a security uh, passage where you go inside and x-ray all your belongings and maybe if uh, if there is something, they will check you personally and then they allow you inside. And then if you are given a key, the security will first... It's similar to boarding a, 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 a an airplane. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, similar security. So if you yeah. feel safe in an airplane, you should feel safe And then safe we here. have cameras everywhere, right. even in the corridors, in the restaurants, in the all public areas, right. except in the rooms and the bathrooms. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and also, or, in, or in the bathrooms of the of the of the gym. And of also, course. as an employees, we take uh, trainings on how on how to act if anything happened and how to help our guests also. Uh, right now, the it seems like it's a big bargain to come to Egypt because the Egyptian pound just uh, at the time of the revolution I think was about five dollars five to the US dollar it was 6.7 yeah and then now it's like 18 so it's three times everything is three times cheaper almost for a foreigner um, for an American or for a European it's just bargains to be had you can take an Uber and cross the city for two three dollars yeah (laughs) it's ridiculous and so it's. Uh, so sure, people should come more now. Yeah, 2018 sounds like should be the year of, of coming to Egypt. But that has that. Have you seen a, a surge in business, or you're just, it's too early to tell because your hotel has just been kind of opened. You mean uh, the change of business because pe- no, the hotel just opened in August. Mm-hmm. The currency already was high. Okay. So, but actually, since the currency has changed last November, usually in all our hotels, mm-hmm. the foreigners are coming more and more and more right but it just seems to me the that I mean, like the room that I'm staying in I saw a quote on booking.com it's 130 something dollars maybe 140 dollars which is really good considering all the things that I'm getting yes. for it and and so it's it seems that even if you're quoting everything in dollars it's still a bargain so for those listening you know consider Egypt for your next vacation mm-hmm. um, the second thing is like what is the You've got a new tower that's current, currently being constructed. When is that going to be open? Well, it's not a new tower. We used to always have two towers, mm-hmm. and we renovated one tower, fully renovations, and we opened all the restaurants in the other tower, but still there are some major renovations in the rooms to be done. Yeah. So uh, I believe within like mid-2018, mm-hmm. maybe we'll be able to open the other tower the rooms but all the services area and the public areas and the restaurants are are located in the other town got it okay so then eventually are the rooms there going to be that much different? same same no, no, okay no. Same, same same configuration same everything. same but we didn't want to wait more to open this hotel right so we just finished one pro- uh, tower and yeah. we opened yeah. until start we start getting the some good one. cash yeah. flow that's that's helpful um, and what about what's the hardest thing about running a hotel what's some unseen side about that most customers don't think about it's the operation and the, the communication between departments. So give me an example of something that gives you a headache every day. For example, if we have a VIP, a minister or a governor arriving and you did a reservation. Hmm. For example, if the reservation agent did not inform the communication department or the rooms division director, nobody will even know that we have this figure checking in. And so maybe we'll check in unnoticed. And this is a big problem. <clears throat> there is a certain protocol to these people, and they, they expect <coughs> a certain welcome, mm-hmm. and they expect the GM to welcome them, special room, a special upgrade, a special treatment, a special VIP lounge, right. whatever. So communication is very important. Right. So I have to check our actually email 
mm. every like 10 minutes because every department sent to all concerned the communication they want f- to do for today and for tomorrow so that we are all in the same right. maybe I can send to the chef I'm sending you two two journalists today to make a restaurant review in the Italian restaurant Right. If he did not inform the chef, if he did not inform the head waiter of the restaurant, there is no article. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people to inform. I mean, and this is operation. I have to inform security to right. let them go inside with the uh, with the cameras. Right. I have to inform the rooms. I have to inform the food and beverage. I have to inform the directors. Right. Everyone. Yeah, they were. Uh, I had. I got somebody nervous uh, while I was in the gym today because I was in the locker room and in the gym taking lots of photos. And then they said, you know, one guy came up to me like, are you trying to steal our designs or something like that? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to do a competing hotel next door, <laughs> copy your design. <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, really, I'm just a journalist. He's curious <laughs> how many pictures you are taking. Exactly. No, and I then, mean, really, communication is, is a... Is a <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> That's why he called us right away and he said, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Did he uh, call you? Huh? Yeah, they, they did. <laughs> he communicated. <laughs> there is someone, a right. suspect, right. taking a lot of pictures. <laughs> they did call me, yeah. To the communication. <laughs> and I told them it's okay. That's okay. Otherwise, they would have thrown me in the steam shower and, and locked <laughs> no, the door I for mean, like 10 this minutes. Is, this is how good we communicate. Yeah. Is that he think that what you're doing, your behavior, is mm. not the normal thing, even if you're not doing anything. Right. He thought taking millions of hundreds of pictures <laughs> is just not normal maybe he should communicate it to the the uh, the PR who mm. is always responsible for anyone with a camera I see right because yeah. usually their instructions are anyone with a camera if you have a problem with him let us know right. maybe he's something maybe he's an influencer maybe he's a journalist right. maybe we have sent him but it was not communicated to you right. so they call us so he called us today so I had a cu- couple of questions I saw my safe had a uh, notice that said that things in the safe are not necessarily the best security possible that there's an actual safe somewhere else like a yes in all, it's a standard in all five stars hotels that you uh, give two options actually one in the room because people like sometimes to feel near their belongings and their precious things so we put the safe but to us we have no charge on the safe maybe you forget the number maybe you did not put the number maybe maybe your friend took something from it we have no responsibility over the safe inside the room so it's the mere responsibility of the guest but we have also we're providing free safety deposit box inside the front office that is the thing that we are responsible for so you have two keys for this safe one with me one with you we cannot open except with both at the same time when the guest just like is, a bank exactly right. so if you if you don't want to use your safety in the room right. you can use it and this is what we are responsible for. We cannot be responsible for the belongings you put. So what happens if, like, by some amazing thing, you know, like that, well, okay, a bunch of people come in and blow up the safes, the safety deposit boxes, they go in there and they, ref- and they we, somehow steal We will it. definitely refund everyone. But how do you know what's inside there? Like, if I had, like, you know, 20 If it was rooms. blown up and there is okay, no then, evidence right. of what was there, <laughs> or stolen. We, will only, we will only believe the guest. Yeah, but there's got to be some sort of liability. I suppose there's insurance. Of course there right. is. And there right. is something that the security liability form that they sign before right. they put anything. Okay. And there is two people who sign. I mean, the bank has the same problem. Exactly. Right. They all have. So then there must be some sort of maximum payout that uh, somebody can have 
when putting their little item but there. this is an option so that people that the hotel can be responsible what if you for forget your code i mean there must be a way to, obviously you pay actually 100 dollars, and we get the the code the, breaker the, yes another code for you so that we open the 100 dollars. i think so it was wow. like that because the key and the code is not is not located here we go and get it from an, a company who has done the safety boxes so remember us. your pins folks <laughs> <laughs> please do <laughs> It's going to cost you an extra night at the hotel. Okay, and then, um, now what about, you know, one thing I've always wondered about in the any business where the product expires at midnight, <laughs> you know, or right before the airplane flight or right before the concert's going to be, there's a set point where the, the product has to be sold or you basically lose it, it's vacant. You've got some vacancies. Why, if somebody shows up at 10 o'clock at night, why don't they give like ultra bargain prices? Is that just to keep up the prestige and just like to make sure that everybody knows that you know you cannot sell this for room for less than $100? There's an operating cost to the room, right? Yeah. And but this has nothing to do with the, the, the pricing. The, the operating cost is nothing to be considered. Okay. It is less than $20 per right. Okay, so... But but there is a lot of factors for not doing this. Factor number one, it will affect my GOP. It will affect GOP? my... GOP? Yes. It will affect my profit per room per night, mm -hmm. even if... Um, at, at the end of the month, mm -hmm. okay? And it, it will affect also for the room rate. I have a room rate that I cannot go below. This is one thing. Mm -hmm. Other thing, it will affect the, the, the client... You have to have breakfast together with no, somebody no, else. No, oh, no, I mean, it will affect the right client that you want to come inside your ah, hotel. Ah, I understand, yeah. Because I don't want people, the C-class and the D-class, right. who can afford to pay $40 right. to sit and right. mingle and be seen in the hotel lobby right. where, of course, maybe the president of Rwanda. Jamaica yeah. is, is, is sitting yeah, sure. and he was... Right annoyed by the guest who could pay 40 because you know yeah sure the but less you are educated yeah the less you care about your behavior in front of the public often yeah. and of course it will also affect the behavior of the people if they know that you will make this discount after 10 everyone will come after 10 i, I will not be able anymore to raise my my uh, my uh, my prices high and then all the a class people who used to come and pay high We'll never come here again. Right. I would rather just sleep empty than right. selling it for less. Well, there you go. Um, and then what about summer costs? I mean, right now I'm here. we're here during the winter time, which is December. And the temperature is nice, really cool temperatures, not that hot, not that cold. But in the summertime, it gets boiling hot, June, July. Does your Do your operational costs go up skyrocket because you got to pump the AC like crazy? It, it, it does not affect the room price. Okay, but your operational cost. Of course. Okay, so of your, course, your because cost. Because the AC is higher than what we are using now, okay. and because we use a lot of ice, mm -hmm. and because you know there is a lot of things so that the, we. So it's do. the most expensive time to run a hotel during the summer. Uh, yes. Uh, is it the and it's mainly the, uh, July August? Right, but then when does so when does the most affect. clients come? Do they? Uh, December. December. Okay, December. so they come during the cool year. So this is the basically, peak. this is it's the a lowest, peak period. Everywhere. The most profitable time because you got the lowest cost and the most clients. Yes. What a great. And we have a lot of to celebrate. So you should actually. just take a vacation, like in June, July. Just close the hotel. <laughs> we <laughs> wish we can. <laughs> no, actually, in June, July, um, it's not a peak period. Hmm. We run less than sixty percent. 
because everyone is uh, going to the beach, you know. What about the alcohol and the casino license? Is it really super expensive? Why don't more hotels like have casinos? Is it just the demand is not high enough or is it just that they make it ridiculously expensive, the government makes it? It is very expensive actually and you have to have the place and you have to have the know-how and you have to have the right stuff for it. Mm. And when you do that and then you have to ask for the license and you pay a lot. But it is worth it. Can the Egyptians work there? Yes. Or, okay, yes. Like the staff can be Egyptian. But the Egyptians are not allowed to play course, or to right, enter, right. but the staff is Egyptian. Okay, got it. And they are very well trained. But, uh, and the alcohol is the same. The license is very expensive, but you cannot run a five-star hotel without the alcohol license. Do you think in the year 2030 this might change? No. We've been like this since ages, since 1940s or 30s. Right, but I mean, at some nothing lasts forever. In other of words, the, course, the, the, but the, the, maybe okay. How about two thousand two hundred? No, even actually in the middle of the black black era, uh, this what is how I call era? it of the Morsi, the okay, one year okay, yeah, yeah. that Morsi that was a black mm. era. Mm. We could we're still running casinos. We're still selling alcohol. Mm. We still have alcohol license. Mm. It's a tourist destination. You was that one? There was some guy who like dumped a bunch of alcohol into the Nile River yes. some hotel owner was it what hotel was that I think I, I cannot remember it was one on the Nile yeah, yeah but the thing is if you don't serve alcohol you cannot be a five-star you cannot be certified as a five-star oh funny yes okay so they will go. remove one of the stars and actually this hotel went down it was went stars. down to four stars yeah it went it down five. to four star of one when they removed when they the removed the alcohol when did they do that what year? Uh, I, no, I cannot remember, okay. but I think that was like ago. seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Okay, got it. And then they reinstated it, and they yeah. went back up to five. Yeah. Last question is, what do most tourists miss when they come to Cairo? They obviously go to see the Sphinx, the Giza pyramids. They um, go to the Museum of Cairo. Uh, the, Grand, you know, the Grand Museum is going to be opening at some point in the next... 20 years <laughs> um, so I think two things but maybe one of it they usually do it if they have time is the Khalili soup it's one of the oldest soup for mm. shopping and for oriented cafes and you know narrow streets and uh, handmade crafts things and jewelry everything belly that dancing outfits no <laughs> yeah, yeah outfits, <laughs> not belly dancers but belly dancer yes, outfits. outfits everything that is handmade in where Egypt. are the belly dancers they must be somewhere not in this they are apartment. everywhere even in this hotel you oh, can you find them. really yeah. there's performances yes we can give you in, in yeah. a rawi every day i think no no every day today today and tomorrow 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 so what day. you? How does it work? You pay. Weekend. You pay. No, you just go inside. I think. Uh, yeah, you just do a reservation. Um, order a meal. You're you're in the restaurant already. You drink and Whatever. order a meal and watch the show. And uh, a feluca ride. This yes. is one of the most amazing things people miss. A feluca ride. A Explain feluca. what that is. A feluca ride is a very small boat. Mm. Uh, Sailboat. Sorry? Sailboat. Very small. Sailboat. Uh, yes. With, with Sailboat. On the wind. Yeah. Um, it's made of um, wood. Yes. And the, um, a very small, you can take two or three people and you just sail in the Nile, across the Nile River, all over this area in Cairo. And you listen because Cairo by night inside the Nile, you find it's amazing because a lot of boats and big boats and small boats and felucas are riding everywhere with a lot of music and a lot of colors. Mm. They have a lot of lights. 
This is very popular for Cairo. Mm. Even if you go from, you see from your uh, balcony yes. at night, mm. it's usually a, a unique thing about Cairo. The music does not stop in flukas or big boats mm. up to 5 a.m. in the morning. Wow. Big music. Cairo don't so, sleep early, so yeah. <laughs> if you sleep early, you will miss a lot. <laughs> but this one of the unique things that people usually miss, they don't put it inside uh, the, the, mm. their itinerary. What about the pool itself? Like, do you decide to just heat it in the summertime or not never heat it? Because it's kind of red right No, now in winter we make it like room temperature. Okay, because it's cold. Yeah, but we cannot like heat because people will take uh, people will get cold, catch cold when they go out. Okay. It's usually standard uh, temperature, room temperature uh, in the winter, and in summer we just leave. We don't. Yeah, you just leave it. You don't have to heat it. No. Okay, so so something to for people to be aware of if they're like a big swimming fan, the winter unless they like to do polar swimming. It is. It is a warm. <laughs> it is warm in the winter and it is normal in the summer. Okay, I think. Um, it was a little bit chilly for me, but I don't know. Some people are, are tougher than me. I'm but pretty compared much, I'm, to a lot of countries, we are warm all year long. No, Even that's now. right. That's right. Even now, if you go up to the pool now, it is still warm. It's very sunny. Yeah. You can still swim. Yeah, I think during the day, but you can't swim at night. No. no. At night, it's... No, no, no. At you're... night, it's... A bit... But if you're from Sweden and you're used to swimming in the ice... You can live there. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be no problem. Okay, well, I really Coming appreciate... Coming from minus 14. <laughs> yes, exactly. No problem. Well, uh, and, and last question, do you think that, uh, how optimistic are you that by the year 2020, uh, things will really pick up again for Egypt? Because it's really been it suffering. It is picking up, actually. Already? Already. Mm -hmm. okay. Since last June, it okay. is picking up. And I'm very optimistic because it's amazing. We're almost full. Not us only. Yeah. All Cairo days. Alhamdulillah, as they say. I just <laughs> wish, I just wish that th things would pick up in Sharm sheikh and Hurghada and the travel ban. Mm. The Russian travel ban and the English mm -hmm. will go away. Will go. Let's hope so. Inshallah. 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 <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you again. Thank you very uh, much. And that concludes this week's episode of the WanderLearn podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Here at the WanderLearn podcast, we explore travel, technology, and transformation. Now, we can't do it without your help, and I'm just going to ask you for one simple favor. All you got to do is subscribe to this, share it with your friends, review it, and send me lots of money. How hard is that? Simple. Seriously, if you'd like to see the show notes for this episode and any other episode, go to wanderlearn.com. It's always listed to the most recent episodes are first. Find out where my shop is. And if you want to help out the show a little bit, buy something from my shop. If you want to sponsor the show, you can send me an email at ft at francistapon.com. That would be great. And finally, this show was edited by Rejoice Tapon and the music was done by David Hamilton. This is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn.